Good evening, it is I, the Corpus Christi Joker, and welcome to J-Waves. Today is a special episode that I've been waiting to do, and I'm going to be doing today with a special guest, David Fuentes, who I will be talking to here in a minute. And what we're going to be talking about today is X-Men, and what was done so wrong the first time compared to what Marvel needs to do to get it right. We're going to go kind of through each movie and talk about what we thought about it, maybe some personal experiences watching it and stuff like that. And then we're going to talk about what Marvel needs to do to make uh, all the corrections that were done so terribly wrong in the Fox universe. Um, as always, like I said, David is here, and I have some other friends in the room as well. But David, thank you so much for joining me. Are you excited about this episode? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. If you don't know, David is a fantastically huge X-Men fan. If you don't know, you can just look at his arms and understand that X-Men is life. <laughs> we both grew up in the same era, and I would, I would almost say that it was it's identical that we both love the Jim Lee X-Men yes. the most. Uh, especially the X-Men animated. Yes. That was like a huge... But we did both also read the comics, uh, you know, from Fatal Attract... Uh, was it Attraction? Mm-hmm. To um, the Uncanny X-Men, to First Class. That's to, what got me started drawing comics. Yeah. Jim Lee Absolutely. really hooked us all in with his amazing drawings. And then all the way till now, and then, of course, back in 2000, nobody could have held us back with our excitement. When they had said that there was going to be a live-action X-Men movie directed by Brian Singer, all the things that were surrounded by behind it all, and we were so excited because they looked like they had a really strong cast. I still think that's the strongest cast, but I also think that it's one of the biggest disappointments of all time. <laughs> so let me just kind of go through a little bit, and then I'll ask you some questions. You, you can jump in any time. Okay. Of course, we knew we had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Perfect. Okay. Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Professor Charles Xavier. Perfect. Perfect. Ian McKellen as Magneto questionable yeah Fomke uh, Jansen as Jean Grey I had a problem with that James Marsden as Cyclops I had a problem with that Halle Berry as Storm I had a problem with that Anna Paquin as Rogue what the heck happened Uh, (laughs) Taylor Maine is a personal friend of mine I gotta say I love hi Taylor Maine I I miss you as Sabretooth big enough scary enough good enough it it was great but I think they dropped the ball a little bit Mm -hmm. Ray Park as Toad no idea why he was there (laughs) Rebecca Romaine as Mystique I had no problem with that. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, but her fighting Wolverine one-on-one was laugh-out-loud hilarious. Yes. Um, and I guess that's where I'll stop right there. We, we have Bruce Davis and Senator Kelly. And i got to say one thing about Bruce Davis. I just saw him in a movie again recently. I think he's one of the strongest character actors of all time. If he hasn't been in the most movies, I, I would be surprised he's been in one of the most as far as a character actor. He has done so much over his whole career as a character actor, but never been a leading man. So shout-out to Bruce Davis. He never has given us a terrible... The guy that played the water hydro yes. man. But he always turns out a fantastic performance. Yeah. Always, every time he's on screen, I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad he's here. But he's never the leading man. Mm-hmm. So whatever. So let's start with Rogue. Horrible. Right? Okay, no southern accent, first no. off. <laughs> no. No, nothing. No. She needed to be older. She needed to already have her abilities. Yes. She needed to already be after pre or after yeah. Captain Marvel. Right. If you don't know the comics, read them. But she gets her powers by touching Captain Marvel. Yes. And then she turns into the rogue that we all love, and and if the, with a leather jacket, yeah. southern accent, the red and, yeah. and white hair, yeah, hair, yeah, everything. The great look, the iconic look. Even I just got that a Marvel Select figure of Rogue, in that same costume, magnifique. That thing is gorgeous. I'm like, man, if they know what she looks like, which is a common thing we've talked about, these stories have already been written. So why the heck do you change it when you finally get live action? But I don't know if you remember this. Back in 2000, 
this production studio, Fox, when they were making this movie, they said, there's no way you can do spandex, multicolor, make them look like the comic. All that stuff, they said, that's why they went with black leather and all that jazz. I didn't know that now. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. That's exactly, that's verbatim what they said. You can even look it up and remember and go back and see. And then what ends up happening? Avengers comes through and says, no, you can have them look just like yeah. it. And then it's one of the most successful movies of all time. Sure. Even more successful than X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 right. combined. I already looked at the numbers. Okay. But they said that in the beginning. They said you cannot do... The, they cannot have them dress in their outfits, which is what we all wanted. Yeah. I mean... As soon as I heard that they were making that movie in 2000, I was like, they're going to make the, the animated cartoon. I was like, I was waiting for all that to happen. Right. What about the storyline? I mean, do you remember the storyline? Yeah. Do you remember a line... When they said that Rogue could have killed Wolverine. It's in the very end. Wolverine wakes up from a coma after being after Rogue touches him on top of the Statue of Liberty. And Xavier says, you're so lucky. You're so lucky because she could have killed you. And I remember going, in the theater, I went like... That makes no sense. I know. I know. Yeah. And again, we got to remember, people that ended up... Working on this movie had never even heard or, or no. done anything with X Men. Okay, as long as you, I know, remember you know that. Yeah. Even Brian Singer has said, even after this last debacle, he even said we never even read the original Nothing. Phoenix Saga. Yeah. So yeah, great. On here, it says action adventure sci fi. I mean, do you have a memory of what happened or something that happened in this movie that made you go, "What the heck"? There's a lot of it right. that made me go away. There has to be one primo, besides Rogue's look. I didn't like how they worked in Sabretooth at all. Right. I didn't like how they made him a thug with basically no voice or yeah. just kind of him grunting. Because he was smart. I hated that. I hated that aspect. I hated the Ray Park toad. Why even put toad in there at all? And him doing the stupid dancing when he's fighting. Oh, I forgot about Remember? the dancing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Going, yeah. He's going like... Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then remember when her famous line? Yes. What happens to a toad, toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> the same thing that happens to yes. everything else. I yes. remember going like, that's not even badass to say. <laughs> right. Like, you can never so say that in a real there's fight. A those, there's a lot of those moments. But you know who could pull that line off? Thor. Thor could pull that line off. And it would be hilarious. We'd all would laugh ourselves to the bank. <laughs> or, or Batista could do it also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He can do that in, in that kind of a comedy those, sense, yeah. yeah. But she but wasn't they, trying yeah, to be funny. But they were being serious, right. So it didn't make any sense at all. When Wolverine was crying, did that bother you at all? Seeing Wolverine cry? No, no, because, I mean, he's an emotional character. I don't so think he's ever cried in the comic. I don't think he would ball out like he did. Yeah. In, in uh, one, no, but... And the, and the rest of the cast, you know, I mean, I love Ian McKellen, but I definitely think he's the wrong person for Magneto. I don't think he... I think he did too, as good as a job as he could, but he was too, way too old. Too old for it, yeah, too old. And then every time I saw Magneto in the comics, he was like... He was buffed out. Buff, huge. Buffed out. They could I mean, had great mane of hair. Yeah, beautiful. And chiseled face, yeah. and he's always like just stoic in his and eyes. And you thought he could actually be formidable against somebody. Yes. Yeah, here, so I would you be like... see Ian McKellen, you're like... I don't know Put about him that. Put in a bodysuit, made him a little, you know, puffier. That's about it. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, and, and the rest of it's like Storm, Patrick Stewart, all that yeah. stuff, you know. I think they did all right. I think they, I think Halle Berry did a fine as Storm. I don't understand how she lost her accent through the other movies, <laughs> but we'll talk about that soon. As we get to X2 you know, next week. As we get to X3, yeah. And Professor X, by far, is the, is the shining moment, right? Professor Xavier, yes, Patrick I, Stewart is the perfect, only thing that was like... casting for yeah. Professor X. Even how he talked and how yes. he did things. I think, I mean, of them all, I would say he's... The number one thing. Just the opening lines yeah. of the narration. Yeah, and the weird perfect. DNA stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, and, I, and, oh, I, and I did love, and it's always been etched in my mind, when they show Wolverine in the cage match. Just that one scene of that, him smoking, and then after that I was like, what happened? <laughs> it was literally like they started at the top of the mountain. There's two then, scenes that I like out of that. Go ahead. I like, I like the cage scene where I was like, the Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. which is perfect. And then when he's in the bar and he slices that, the shotgun. Oh. I thought those two scenes were Wolverine right there. After that, no more Wolverine. I would almost agree with you except for one thing. If you watch it back now, no. you can see how far his claws are I, down. I know, but it bothers me. Just for that second when yeah. he slices. Yeah, and the perfect like, eyebrows. He looked great. Yeah, he looked great. After that, okay. what happened? What happened to him? Yeah, it was just terrible. Running around. <laughs> so, okay, great. So, yeah, interesting. Um, all in all, you know, X-Men, I think it has a very important spot in history, proving that a, a superhero movie can be a blockbuster. Right. It's the first one to really do that as far as a group. Uh, I think we, without this, we might have never had the other movies that have come after but this is by far is the first successful one, not the yeah. most successful, the first yeah. successful. This is what started the comic yeah. book movies. And then it was like, but I, just, I, I watch it back again and again, and I just go, wow, this is terrible. I yeah. really wish it wasn't as terrible. Because again, I, I always use this example. When I go, oh, my favorite superhero is Captain America or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could show them Winter Soldier and they go, oh yeah, Captain America is badass. Or if I say my favorite uh, superhero is Batman, I'll show them the animated series and they go, oh, yeah, Batman's a badass. If I say my favorite characters, the X-Men and Wolverine, I have no example other than maybe the video game or show them animated series. The animated I cannot series. show them anything live action. All right, so now we're going to go to X2. <laughs> X2 is 2003. Check this out. Two hours and 14 minutes. Remember it being that long? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. PG-13. It is the... The sequel to the X-Men, again, almost the exact same cast, only this time they have uh, William Stryker. He's going to kidnap Professor X. Remember yes. all that story? Um, William Stryker. What? Make his own cerebro. Yeah. Stuff. Brian Cox plays William Stryker. Fantastic performance, yeah. I think. Yeah. He did fantastic. And everybody's back. Uh, Charles Xavier. I mean, excuse me, Patrick Stewart. I call him Charles Xavier. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Ian McKellen, Ham- Halle Berry, Famke Jensen, James Marsden, Anna Paquin, Rebecca Romaine. This time we had Alan Cumming as a Nightcrawler, which he did nothing wrong. Probably the best character yeah, I've yeah. seen thus far. Uh, Senator Kelly makes a short little thing here. We also had a Pyro, Iceman, Lady Deathstroke, and Shadowcat. Do you remember that? I remember she was in there. She was just in the background. They played by Katie Stewart, not who they cast later on. Okay. Gotcha. Kelly Who played Lady Deathstroke, which was done mm-hmm. completely wrong. Because um, she was an Australian and... It made no sense. God, I was like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> Sean Ashmore as Iceman. And I think that's funny. I'm going to get into Lady Deathstroke real quick because I love Kelly Who. I really yeah, do. She's gorgeous. she's gorgeous. She's a great fighter. Yeah. She's legit. Yeah, she's legit. But she's not Australian. No. Hugh Jackman is. 
Yes. <laughs> what the heck, right? <laughs> and then he's not Canadian. And then it was like the the worst wrong thing I've ever seen because he fills her up like gasoline with adamantium <laughs> at the end. And then she sinks. The, remember, and then the, the dome? The boom. Right. I'm like, what? Right. Her whole body filled up that fast? Are we stupid? You know, no, we're not stupid. Apparently, they're trying to make us stupid. Yeah, like, like she's like, a, she just, she has no bones in her body. She has nothing. She's just completely filled up with, mm-hmm. from skull to yeah. her feet. Well, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it where it dripped out of her face. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> I couldn't do that if I tried. Right. And I've tried with chicken nuggets. Anyways, so, the story, uh, again, everybody always talks about X2 as their favorite. Everyone goes, oh, X2 is my favorite. Why? I love X2. Why and I'm going to tell you what. I'm glad you asked me. Because of Wolverine's first rage moment. Which, if you watch back now, is laughable. Because it is just terrible. Especially when he jumps off. I yeah. I and it's like, say that. I feel so uh... bad. He hits no one, goes like this, <laughs> and then he like kneels down and he's like, let's go. I'm like, he didn't do anything. No. When you have opportunity to have him slice and dice and go crazy while he's young, in his prime, in the, in the, in the mansion, none of this happened. Did I, he, he did get more ripped, though, for this movie. Yeah, but that doesn't make it any that he could have been less ripped and done more action you know what I mean and I would have been like this is amazing yeah. Nightcrawler had his amazing intro still is one of the best intros yeah. ever and I was remember going here we go yeah. this could be like T2 the sequel's better than the first that's, I was completely that's what wrong I thought was gonna happen wow. and then it just fell from there yeah you know we go through the whole entire thing Pyro and then whatever and then if you don't remember at the end of this Jean Grey turns into the Phoenix you remember that? Yeah. She picks up the plane because there's, I guess, because yes. the dam broke. The yeah, beavers didn't do their job. <laughs> yeah. And ex beaver, a beaverine, right, right. She, beaverine, she's lifting up the, the plane. Yeah, and then she's holding the water on this side, yeah, and, and then she goes, and then you see the phoenix driving in the water. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure you relive this yeah, because I remember all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So. <laughs> there has to be besides I mean you've already said the Wolverine part is that really the one part that just made you go mm. no there's a lot of yeah. stuff that made me go Ugh. remember when Cyclops fought Jean Grey and then they had everybody had a pairing yeah it just bothered me so bad you know what this movie reminds me of and I'll said it before and my friends were like no and then when I talk about it they go oh yeah I guess you're kind of right mm-hmm. this has the same setup and storyline as the Street Fighter live action if you watch them back to back you're gonna literally go Oh, we man. We should watch them side to side. It's crazy. Let's see how they compare. It's, it literally is nuts. It'll drive you crazy because yeah. you'll be like, what? Say what? Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay. So, X2. Would you say X2 is better than X1? That's hard, man. Okay. No, I agree with you. I don't know what to say there. They both have a lot of problems. Um, both have their moments. But I don't think either one is better than the other. Okay. All right. Well, then, let's go on to X-Men The Last Stand. Considered by many <laughs> the, one of the worst movies ever made, directed by Brett Ratner. No shout-out to Brett Ratner. I'm not trying to talk no. negative about him. No shout-out. But he literally... This was terrible. Yeah. Best part of the movie? Not his fault. No. But what would you say was the best part? I have one. What do you think was the best part of this whole movie? Beast. Exactly. Good job. Beast. Kelsey Grammer as Beast was magic. Perfect. That was like 
That's the beast. That's that was, the beast that I want in these movies. That's the beast that we wanted from the 90s X-Men. Yes. From Jim Lee's X-Men. He was perfect. He looked good. And then when he started kicking the butt... The makeup design for him yes. was great. And it really Kelsey Grammer in there. Right. Yeah. Even when he's doing all his action stuff, you still believe that it's... Dude, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So... <laughs> Here we go. Human, the, here's the synopsis. I want to read this to you. This is from IMDb. Shout out. Human government develops a cure for mutation. Jean Grey becomes darker. Uncontrollable persona called the Phoenix, who, al- who allies herself with Magneto, causing escalation into the battle, all-out battle, by the X-Men. Do you remember any of this? Mm-hmm. We had the Angel in there this time. Who else did we have? We had, of course, the Beast. We had the Juggernaut. Played by Vinnie Jones, who Hor- I love. Horrible. Love the actor, but horrible juggernaut. They had Daniel Cudmore as Colossus. Remember that? <laughs> it's the first time Ellie, Ellen Page played Kitty Pride, which she continues to play later on. And one of my favorite actors of all time, Ben Foster, is played the Archangel, who was just Angel at this yeah. point, because he's not Arch yeah. until, yeah. until again, Apocalypse. Another wasted character. Wasted. It was so dumb. He looks good. He looks great. good, but wasted character. They stuck with the black suits. They didn't change anything. I don't feel like anything was any better. I literally think this is the worst one of them all. Yeah. And that's not saying much. Okay. Of the three, original three. Worst one of the original three. Yeah. Wolverine in this movie, I'll never forget it. This had one thing that just bothered me ever, ever so much. When Jean Grey dies, he turns around and falls and he's crying he wails <laughs> like he wailed <laughs> yes. in tears that always bothered me even when I watch it now I'm like what it's almost as bad as Deadpool 2 crying for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really it really bothered me I was like right. what yeah. the heck it does remember, remember Professor X dies in this one yeah viciously yeah. or viciously just like, like Thanos like disintegrated yeah he, te- he they dusted him before dusted. Thanos dusted before people. they were presenting such as dusting so let me ask you anything out of this movie that made you go bye besides a juggernaut. I know the juggernaut was just one of those ones that really bothered you. Wolverine's hair. It was horrible. In X2 and X3. It was a cap. It looked really bad. It was a cap they put on like this. Well, because every other scene it looks different. Yeah. Um, you remember too the bad CGI of Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart going? Yes. When they had the CG oh, faces? Oh my god, yes. That was horrible looking. <laughs> horrible. Um, and uh, I know it's a time period for all yeah. these movies where all this stuff is in development and they're trying things, but it doesn't hold up if you look at it now mm-hmm. at all. It looks like they're wearing caked on makeup, like seriously caked on makeup, and it's bad, really bad. There's a lot of things that Juggernaut, horrible. Yeah, it's just. So, all right, so I'm going to skip around because <laughs> this is when it gets difficult. In between some movies, in between X-Men movies, we had um, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, <laughs> which I don't even want to get... I could do a whole podcast yeah, just... I, say, I don't even want to get into it. No, not at all. I'm only doing X-Men. I don't want to do anything like that. And that was in 2008. No, that was in 2009. Two more years after that, we had, which I consider the best X-Men movie of them all, X-Men First Class, directed by Matthew Vaughn. And the only reason why this movie is fantastic is because it was directed by Matthew Vaughn. Okay. That's the only reason why this movie is good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a strong movie. 
I thought it was fantastic. Only problem that I had of it, and it's not his fault because he didn't write the script. I don't think he did. No, he did not. Was that they made Mystique a good guy. They made Mystique like she lived with Xavier. Yeah. They grew up together. They're best yeah. friends. Yeah. I hated all that. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence, so well, anything in that she does... I get it. I get that. I thought she was a horrible Mystique. I, I like, think it's her worst I performance. I like the movie overall. I mean, I think it's the better one of the ones previously. Um, I think it's a good starting point for a new idea for the X-Men. Until, yeah, until, until it drops the second off one again, happens. Okay. Until it drops off again. So let me but say yeah, this. When they said first class is coming out, oh, and then I saw the yellow and blue, and I was like, okay, cool, they're going to yeah. go somewhere. Yay. Yeah, Matthew Vaughn really was... But again, yeah, he's pushing all these ideas for it. So let me go through the cast. And you give me a yes or no. Jay McAvoy? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Michael Fassbender Magneto? Yes. Fantastic. Eric Lester. Um Kevin Bacon, Sebastian Stahl. Yeah, Shaw. he did great. Wonderful. I love him as a bad guy. He's yeah. great as a bad guy. I love him too. I love Hollow Man. Yeah. They don't talk about Hollow Man enough. No. That's one of my favorite movies. Fantastic. Uh, Rose Byrne. Didn't mind as Maury. No. It, it didn't matter. No. Um, let me see here. Who else was it? I love Oliver Platt. Yeah, I like his okay. character, but he didn't matter here. Or there, no. uh, Azrael, Azrael, uh, Jason Fleming didn't matter. Again, same thing. January Jones, Emma Frost. Yeah, okay. Nicholas Holt is the Beast. Again, another one that was okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way they did he, him as the Beast. They gave him all Wolverine's powers. It made no sense. Yeah, um, like a cat. I don't like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. We had Havoc, Lucas Till. Oh, he's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And overall, I mean, I think, and I've said this before too, this is the only movie I think we saw Wolverine. This is the only one. Right. This is the, we got five minutes of Wolverine and that was it. That's the yeah. most accurate screen Wolverine we've ever seen was at X-Men First Class. Yeah. And that's because of Matthew Vaughn, who mm-hmm. should have directed Wolverine, the, the Wolverine. Yes. They messed up there. Okay. So... Anything stick out of your mind in this movie besides the Mystique thing? Because that's automatically, being a comic fan, you see Mystique as a good guy. I automatically was turned off. No, absolutely not. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our, our partner over yeah, here our, is, One of our death friends said <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence's forehead was just. Right. It was, it was. Just Mystique as a character in these movies is just. It was quite large. Wrong, is done wrong. Wrong. Rebecca <laughs> Romaine, she's... It's just wrong. The forehead. Wrong. The forehead, yeah. Days of forehead passed. Yeah, and he, in each movie after that, the makeup gets less and less and less and less. Yeah, and then one point she just doesn't have it on. <laughs> it doesn't, like, doesn't make any sense at all. I'm Mystique. Yeah. <sighs> the, okay, let me, let me say one thing. One thing I did love about it, I loved, was when Magneto killed those guys with a knife. I'm like, here his, you go. All his stuff. All his stuff. Very strong. Fantastic. Even when he turned that thing and yes, talking about pain. Guy's teeth and, yeah. Oh, man. The, the quarter to his head or yes. whatever that was. Yes. And we got to relive his days as... As a kid. In the Holocaust. That was all great. Painful to watch, wouldn't you say? Yes. And, and also, wouldn't you say that Magneto, more than any of them, understands what sacrifice and pain is? Yeah. Okay, so then... Now we're going to move on to the next one. Yeah, well done for first class. Yeah, first respect. class. So, now we are in uh, 2014. Is that really the next one? Well, 2009 was... 
first class, right? No? 2011. Okay, yep. yeah, so it's yeah, two years ago. So Days of Future Past was the next one after after um, First Class. And then this is when it all goes wrong again, right. in my opinion. Because they bring back Brian Singer to direct, not Matthew Vaughn, which is a big mistake. Correct Vaughn. Sure. Doesn't make any sense. Then they have the old cast with the new cast. They have Wolverine and everybody back in the future. And they show the past and you remember... And everyone's like, oh, man, they brought back everybody from the first one. It's going to be cool to see them all be together. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think you know, we hate, I, I hated Venom. This is in the exact line of Venom <laughs> right. for me. I was so angry. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. This, is my only, this is my one thing that I'll talk about because I really could go on for days. I'm not even kidding. Whenever Xavier and Magneto are in a plane and they have an argument in the plane, Xavier turns to Magneto and says you don't understand sacrifice you don't understand what we've gone through and I'm going you've already established that he's lived through the holocaust right he knows pain more than anyone right he's established and, that he already and knows the writers the writers wrote this in if you don't believe me watch it back and listen to it verbatim on what he says it really will blow your mind especially knowing Magneto's history as the watcher the fan mm-hmm. it makes you go they don't watch their own movies. No. They don't pay attention. You shouldn't... He, Xavier, more than anyone who can read your mind and know what pain you've gone through, would never say something as stupid as he that. He reads it in first class. Right. He cries right. reading his mind. Right. So why would he say... Unless he's a scroll. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, why would he say anything like, you don't understand sacrifice. You don't know pain. You don't know what... I'm like, are you... Who yeah, wrote this? Right. Immediately. So let me go to the writers. Simon Kinberg, Jane Goldman, um, what was the other one? Um, and of course, based on um, Jack Kirby Stanley and Matthew Vaughn wrote some of it, but then remember they took him away and they put oh, Brian Singer in and la la la. So let's look at this huge cast and watch Trace. this. Hugh Jackman. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Halle Berry, Nicholas Holt, Anna Paquin, Ellen Page, Peter Dinklage, Sean Ashmore, Omar Sy as Bishop, even Peters as Quicksilver. Um, I'll stop there. Daniel Cudmore as Colossus. Because uh, they're not even in Bobo movie, Stewart right? as Warpath. I'll stop there. Ian McKellen, Magneto, sure. Famke. You know, they all came back just yeah. to do this. And this, by far, is the biggest train wreck. And here's another reason why I hated it. Yeah. They put... This is when Wolverine was jacked. Yeah. He was... 45-year-old Hugh Jackman. He never fights once. He never fights one time. Nothing. He only hits one person with his claws the whole movie. Mm -hmm. His metal claws. Yeah. Who is it? Kitty Pryde. He only stabs Kitty Pryde. He stabs her. He stabs no one else. he stabs... Yeah, he stabs her. The other thing that I hated, and I'm going to get into it. I don't want to, but I am. They based all the powers of the Sentinels off of Mystique, who has no power. No. Just because she looks like metal doesn't mean she is the same power as metal. Right. Just because she looks like... She couldn't mimic people's blasts, but they, they based the Sentinels off of the dumbest, most weak superheroes, Mystique. I know, but it, it didn't make any sense. Like, I remember when they said, oh, we got the Sentinels' powers from Mystique. I'm like, oh, so then they're weak. Right. They're terrible. Now, if they had said they had got it off of Colossus... You might have something there. Right. And if they said they had got it off of Colossus and Bishop, then they would have the powers that they had in this sure. movie. 
but only getting from Jennifer Lawrence's character, mm-hmm. Mystique makes it the stupidest movie ever made, yeah. in my opinion. Because it doesn't make any sense. You couldn't get powers from Mystique. Because she makes us look like metal, doesn't mean she has metal. Just because she has anim- makes claws like Wolverine, doesn't mean they're animantium. It would mean that she's nothing. And she isn't the strongest. So you would never base anybody's powers off of Mystique. That's my major issue with this movie. Yeah. Lazy writing, and also very, very stupid storyline. The Sentinels were terrible. Why not make them look like the Sentinels? If they were just mechanical beings made by... Like, they're just mechanics. And in the original storyline, wasn't it Kitty Pride that was the one that was supposed to go back? Yes. In the first place? Yes. And then she so happened to find old Wolverine? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean... Again, this is already written. And they're, they're only doing it because, again, star power for Hugh Jackman and yeah. all the others. I get it. To... Yeah, and it's ridiculous. And it's it's these are stories again that have already been written. Yeah, and there's no reason to rewrite it. We talk about this all the time. It's like, again, you have all these great stories already there. I'm just reiterating what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they never use their content. They always get other writers to write these things. It doesn't make any sense. You already have the material. Just get a screenwriter. To develop that material, boom, that's done. it. Ship it off. Put them in spandex. Bam, you got it. Didn't happen. No. All right, now we're gonna move on to 2016 apocalypse. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Hailed as probably another one of the worst, and this is really the decline of the series because this really? movie. This was the decline. Huh? This one was the decline? <laughs> yes, because this one was the last one to lose the most money. Okay. Feature Pass made a bunch because they got everybody excited, old and new fans. About financially. Yeah, I'm only talking fan As far as movie making, yeah. they are all terrible. Yeah, yeah. But as far as financially, this was really the decline of the series. And we all knew this is what caused Dark Phoenix to go back a year. Yeah. Because they said... They, okay, so let's just get into it. Um... And I, I, I've only watched the ending of this movie because I literally couldn't handle it at all. Well, you watched the worst part of the movie. That's what everybody told me. Everybody told me to watch the ending, and I said, I'll watch the ending. And I watched it with my friend, and I was literally shocked. Okay. So, I mean, the biggest thing was Oscar Isaac, who I like. Yes, Oscar Isaac. As He's Apocalypse. A actor. And Apocalypse is one of my favorite villains of all time. Mm-hmm. I love him in the comic. I mean, he's ridiculously fantastic. Even in the cartoon, they did a good job. Yeah. Possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen. I would say this movie is worse than the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger movie. He looked like... He looked just like him. Yeah. Horrible. Um, I felt... I even oozed. I felt bad for everybody involved in this movie. I really did. And there's anything even... Uh, does anything even stick out in your mind as far as how how, how good or did anything good happen? No. Would you? What, what about Olivia? <laughs> Olivia Munn, a Psylocke. Okay, I just want to get She's your reaction. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just messing with you. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I, I'm terrible. Well, great. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yes. Well, wow, what a train wreck. But again, it's. <sighs> what about? Magneto versus Apocalypse. Do you remember that part? Does anybody remember that part? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> he literally just for the laughter. A, it's just the laughter tells you everything. He like he was just throwing trash at oh Apocalypse, and it was hurting Apocalypse. Yeah. Everybody was throwing stuff at Apocalypse, and he was hurting Apocalypse. Makes no sense whatsoever. And he stayed small the whole time. There's no small in Apocalypse. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, that's great. So, Age of Apocalypse. No, 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 no. Right? No. <laughs> it's the worst. And that brings us to the last movie. Which is X Men? Oh, they didn't even call it X Men. I'm sorry. No. Dark they, Phoenix. Yeah, they just had the X symbol in there. Yeah, and as the X and Phoenix. Right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not see this movie. Neither did I. And the only reason why I didn't <laughs> see it is because I didn't want to go see it and do a bad review. I'm tired of doing bad reviews on X Men movies. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing this podcast is because of this movie. I literally skipped it, and then what ends up happening? It this movie lost a hundred million dollars for the studio. Yeah. And it's still losing. The, the non-spoiler reviews that I read, because I don't like reading spoilers. Everyone said it was terrible. Some said not as terrible as, as you're thinking. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I read that I respect and know they know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. they said, this is, not, this is terrible because it follows nothing. It, it, it ends, they hailed it as ending the X-Men series. But they said it was such a terrible ending that you should never watch it. Can we read the synopsis on it? I can. Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt her and turn her into Dark Phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all of humanity. Okay. No, it doesn't. Um, Again, all of the first-class crew came back. Nicholas Holt, Sophie Turner, uh, Ty Sheridan, who I love as Cyclops. Um, even Peters is back, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, everybody came back, and I cannot believe they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Chastain comes out as Buck. F-V-U-C. <laughs> V-U-C. Buck. V-U-C. I've never heard of this character, but there you go. She's apparently a prominent character in the movie because she's the one that <laughs> manipulates I guess. the Phoenix. So then uh, Quicksilver's back. Ooh, they say, okay, so whatever. So, yeah, you know, with this right here, again, this is one of those things where I go, it was also wrong yeah. from the get-go, yeah. which leads me into the, the second part of this podcast. This is perfect. Nice segue. You know, with Dark Phoenix, I'll eventually watch it when it's for free on Netflix, and that's going to happen pretty quick. Yeah. Um, even the photo of, of it just looks terrible. Oh, my God. Um, so, we just went through X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men United. Uh, we had FX First Class, Age of Apocalypse. No, Future Past, Age of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix. Right. Of all those movies, I would say they're all equal, as in none of them are better than the other except for First Class. I think it would be the best of them all. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that got it. The closest right. Yeah. The closest. And that's not all because the, of Matthew Vaughn. Not not because it's right. It's the closest. Yeah. It's not a, it's not get. right either. No. Because there's no Wolverine. No. There's no Gambit. No. We won't even talk about <laughs> Gambit. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. Knowing all this and seeing the history of what has gone completely wrong. All the way to the point to where they lost money as a studio. 
and they lost money on what I would argue is the most popular comic book of all time, yes. X-Men. Yes. To say that in a sentence, X-Men lost money for a studio is hard to even fathom for one right. second. When you could say Avengers, which I don't even think are even as close as popular to X-Men in the they comics. Were, they were a B-team before all these movies came yeah. out. X-Men was yeah. upper echelon. The, they were the A's. Well, now you can say that Avengers is the top grossing movie of right. all time beating out Avatar. Yeah. What can Marvel do to get their Marvel's X-Men on par and at the level of perfection that they've done thus far with Avengers? And I'm, and I'm going to say this too. Avengers got a lot of things wrong too. But what they did do right was they stuck true to all the characters on who they were. Mm-hmm. Now, the movies took a lot of liberties, sure. which is interesting to me. But the characters me. are what's valuable. And what I like about that too, though, is because we know we we grew up reading the comics. Uh, I definitely have it memorized in my mind: the Infinity Gauntlet War. Mm-hmm. You know what we got with the Infinity War and Endgame is not the same of what no. we got. No. But what they did in the cinema version, which I say is the cinematic universe and the comic mm-hmm. universe, are two separate. Yeah. What they did in the cinematic universe, I thought was fantastic because they really gave me as a as a person that knows comics they gave me a once in a lifetime experience that I've never experienced. I cried, I laughed in Endgame. I was like this is awesome, mm-hmm. especially for already knowing what's going to happen. Sure. I was shocked and happy on what happened. Yeah. What can X-Men do and what can Marvel do with their X-Men? I have an idea, but I want to hear your idea. I I want to know what what can they do to fix it? Throw everything in the trash that Fox did. Don't even think about what Fox did at all. And create a story and something that's going to be substantial. That's going to make this team what they're supposed to be. You know, um, I think if you take those stories that we've talked about and put them into the cinematic universe like they did with the Avengers. And... Stay true to the costumes. Stay true to the characters. That's the most important thing. Um, I think if they do that, they'll be able to bring the X-Men back up where they're supposed to be. But if they try to do a lot of mess with it, I don't think it's going to work. Do you think they need to do individual movies on each one? Or just say, here's the X-Men? And do original X-Men? Like Man-Beast? Iceman? Cyclops, yeah, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Professor X. Yeah, let's start them off at the beginning. No Wolverine yet. No, no we don't need yet. Original five versus versus young Magneto. I think if you you start with in the sixties, right? If you start, if you start, I don't think they should. I don't think you can start in the sixties. Okay, but I mean, you can do time jumps for sure, mm-hmm. or you can you can do segways segways into the past, um, but using those core individuals first and then branching off into the newer characters later I think is a good way to go good way to start um, especially if you are just new to the cinematic universe as far as X-Men go of course me and you and a lot of others that know the comic books are expecting it to be like wow because it's Marvel getting their baby back pretty much um, but I think if you just go here's a team Origin story or no? I don't think they need one. They don't need one, right? No, they should do this exact same way they did Spider Man. That kind of that kind of feel where the character's already established in his world, 
same thing. They could have their X-Men already established in their world. They've been in hiding. Yeah, something. Because something that's what that, happens. Something of that nature, yeah. I think that that's the way to go with it. Um, I don't think they need an origin story. You could have flashes of the origins, you know, them talking about it at a certain time. Should Wolverine get his own standalone? No. I don't think he will. None of them? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think... I think if they did do a standalone for Wolverine, I think it would bomb. Based yeah. on what we've seen well, before. Well, because, yeah, Wolverine's been done to death. They've, I think they've already killed him too much as a movie character that it's ingrained in our brains. So I think if they just use the X-Men as a team instead of just having individual movies about Going team, against who? Going against what? What would the team be going... Who are they going up against? Starting back to all the, the ideas of humanity being against mutants. Okay. I so, think that's how they should start it, just like how the animated series was. Where mostly in every, every storyline... It was always like people always having the signs and the pickets and all these things yeah. going. Kill the mutants. Kill, kill mutants. mutants. Don't, yeah, no, we don't want any mutants, all this stuff like that. Take it back to where it was grounded. I mean, the X-Men was founded on basically racism, prejudice, yeah. all these ideas of not being equal. So I think if they stay with that kind of storyline of the equality, especially in this day and age right now where all this stuff is going on in the news... And all these ideas of how people are reacting to each other, of all different races and all different ethnic, ethnic backgrounds, I think if you stay within that arena, but don't like shove it down our throats, but stay in that platform, I think it's a it's a good way to tell the story. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely so I'm definitely interested in seeing on the way they go. What I was gonna say was, I think they definitely need to do the original core group, mm-hmm. and then. They do need to jump right in into the the um, mutant act mm-hmm. sentinels, real sentinels. Yes, I want to see and real then robotic purple with the you know, yeah. The have the original core stuff. group, yeah. have the original core group, and they are fighting the sentinel somewhere, mm-hmm. and just by happenstance, Wolverine helps them, and of course doesn't want to be a part of the group. Yeah, and then they have to go and get new X-Men members to help them fight yeah, I this see, mutant act. I want to see Loner, And they get Wolverine. Gambit, they get yeah. Rogue, bring them in, you know. You could do the Jubilee story, you don't have to. I want to see all these characters kind of go against the grain and go, I don't want to be a part of your team. Because yeah. most of them were like that. I don't want to be a part of your team. I'm just here to do my own thing. And, and then Wolverine talks to Xavier and he says, look, help us and then I'll help you figure out who you are. Yeah. And then Wolverine's like, great. And then here's what I think. After they do that, then they could either do a standalone Wolverine movie where he fights Omega Red in Canada and we go a little deeper into Wolverine and even possibly after that then have them fight Apocalypse. Real Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Along the way though, Mr. Sinister is involved somewhere. Okay. Like a little salt and pepper shaker. He's in there yeah, somewhere. so you're thinking like way... Um, yeah, I'm thinking this is going to be... I would do like part one X-Men team. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between part one and part two, Wolverine, standalone. Not origins, standalone. Yeah. There's no origins. Right. Origins are done. We don't need any origin movies mm-hmm. anymore. Not at all. Right. We don't need one for Rogue. We don't need one for Gambit. We don't need one for Beast. None of those have origin stories. Even even in the X-Men story. Because honestly, I don't think they're going to do X-Men until like phase six. Which is great. 
I, I definitely was going to say that too. Like, they do need to take a break. Yeah. They don't need to do no X Men shit at all. No. Nothing. Because, you know, I, like, again, we, like, again, we go back to it and we talk about it all the time how their phases are going. Um, and it's going to lead right into Fantastic Four before they even think about yeah. uh, X Men. Don't you think this is all leading up to, though, Secret Wars? I think so. Because the way, the way Spider-Man ended, and this is all going towards Secret Wars. And who's, so. who's a big part of Secret Wars? So. X-Men. Yeah. Which would be exciting. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Secret Wars is, Wikipedia that. Yes. Google that, because it's exactly where Marvel's heading. I can call it already. I think that's where they're going. Um, so, yeah. I the mean, first Secret Wars. Yeah, the first Secret Wars, not the second one. All right. Um, I, I think... You know, I, I think we're in agreement on what Marvel needs to do. And they do need to have them look like the comic, though, right? 100%. Yes. Yes. Wolverine in yellow, spandex, yes. maybe even the black. Because you know it's possible now. Brown and, and yellow. Blue and yellow. Uh, I, I'm kind of a toss-up on those. I like the brown and, Me too. Brown and yellow. That was our suit. Yeah. I like blue and yellow. I was Jim Lee. Yeah. What about who can play Wolverine? We've talked about this before, hmm? too. Um, I know I said I said Zach Efron. That's what I think, but everyone has a problem with that. I still I still um, think I still lean towards um, Cleanest with Sun. Oh What's man! His name? Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I see that because you know he's got the same kind of scowl look. Just through um, watching everything, I always watch everything. Um, I heard somebody slip up in one of their local... I mean, in one of their big interviews at Ace Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taron Egerton from The Kingsman. Yes. They asked him a question. I heard about that, too. They asked him a question. That, I, I watched a whole hour and a half interview. Yeah. And when he, she said, would you ever be interested in playing a superhero in the Marvel Universe? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I've been asked about Wolverine. And then he... I mean, I haven't Stop. been asked. Yeah. But he totally slipped me. He said, Wolverine, mm-hmm. could Taron Egerton do that? I think so. Yeah, okay, I think so, too. Yeah. They got to bulk him up. Yeah. I mean, but his but, height is right. But any, anybody can be bulked up. I mean, all these guys. I yeah. Mean, Henry Cavill, man. You've seen the new... Uh, Witcher? For the Witcher. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. like, I'm oh. so excited for that. Jeez. You know, I just, I just finished watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can check out my podcast right below this one. Yeah. I got to um, check that out tonight. I think what The Boys have done is they've given us a really interesting look at not doing origin stories, but telling a fantastic story and interluding at origins as the story goes along, but not making it the yeah, main point. I think origin stories have been done to death. Yeah, me know. too. Um, I think the audience is smart enough nowadays to go, okay, this is it. Boom. Here's take Wolverine. Me, take me into it. Yeah. I don't need to go, who is our Wolverine and where how did he come yeah. from and how did he get there yeah. and all this stuff. I think you can tell a story as you go along. Just and I think the boys... Follow along as it goes. If anything, Marvel needs to watch this. <clears throat> the boys, and of course, it's not going to be as, as violent or as uh, sexually driven as the boys was. Yeah. But I think that is a really good, like, way to tell a story. And I think X Men could actually follow that right. and say, "Here we go. This is this is a great idea. Sure. This is this is the way to do it right here." I think so too. Do you think Wolverine needs to be, or any of them need to be rated R? The comic wasn't. No. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think any of the. I mean, I don't think any of these comic book movies that we are focusing on, like the ones from the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. um, especially like the Avengers or X Men, 
Because none of them were rated R no. in nature while we were reading them. You know, now like you know, characters like Deadpool and and, and mm-hmm. any other thing like that, um, newer characters that are more edgy. Are more edgy, yeah. You can a radar stamp for sure because those require that kind of thing. But X Men, you don't need a radar. Peach Thirteen can, could, because you need you need some blood. You know, mm-hmm. you need some, you need some cussing. You know, yeah, I think you need some cussing from Wolverine. Yeah, you need some blood. But they said a lot of bad words at Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's true. So yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's actually perfect. So I want to say thanks, David, for coming over and, and being in this it. and enjoying the conversation as always. I mean, I always love talking to you about it. I think it's fun. It's I always am, fun having you, man. I always uh, enjoy having you here, so it's cool. So I'll say a final word. As far as the X-Men movies go, we've enjoyed what they've given us thus far, but we haven't, I personally haven't enjoyed it enough to where I say these are my favorite movies. I think these are some of the worst superhero movies ever made, <laughs> in my personal opinion. But from that, I think it's interesting because before we had movies like The Dark Knight, we had to go through Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. We had to go through the the crap to get to the good. I think what these were were the crap to get to the good. I'm only hoping that Marvel understands how important this is for for them as a studio to advance and how important it is for lifelong fans like me and David to to do and give us the thing that we deserve. Good movies about our loving characters that we love so much and then also making it to where we can say, "Hey, I love the X-Men and then put on the Marvel's X-Men movie and say, and this is why. If they can do that, then I think they've done a fantastic job. Only time will tell from here until then. So we will see what Marvel does and what the plan is here, hopefully pretty soon, after Phase 4 and 5. I think they're going to be doing an announcement, hopefully, on what the plan is going to be for X-Men. And when they do that, I will do a podcast on that as well. But until then... All we can do is just stay hopeful and and wish and pray and hope that Marvel Studios does a fantastic job with what we're all expecting, the best team ensemble of all time, X-Men. So until next time, guys, thank you guys so much for joining me. You want to check out David's work, you can check him on Instagram. It works by David Fuentes or works by David Fuentes. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Corpus Christi Joker Facebook, on Instagram, The Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. And also on YouTube, The Real Nerf Joker on YouTube. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for 50 minutes. Much love. And until next time, thanks for riding the waves with Jay Waves.